Chakshurum militum yena, thus my Sri Guru Venamaha. Sidantot palasaranityarasikam, hung sung vilasat makang, Adaryakya sudama sevakatanam vishrumba bhakti pradam. Yakya yukti vichakshanan, fagabito vishishta shakya sada, Vande hung triparari namakayating, Sri bhakti vedantinam. Vanchakalpatarubhyas cha kripa sindhu bhevacha patitanam bhavane bhyo vaishnave bhyo namo namaha. Ajanolambita bhujao kanakavata tau sankirtanaika pitarao kamalaya takshao vishwambarao dvijavarao yukadharma palao vande jagapriyakaro karunavatarao vande shri krishna chaitanya nityanando sodito godadaye pushpavanto chitro shandotamonudo Vande hung Sri Ramakrishna Abhaya Charana Sukhau Sukhadao Paramananda Sundaro Subalo Priyo He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagapate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vandana Karite Mui Katashakti Dhari Tamobuti doshe mui damba matrakori, tatapi mukera bhagya manera ulas, doshakshami modami koroni jadas. So welcome everybody. Um, yeah, it's really good to, to be back after it's been a little while um, on these type of a big series. Um, and so for today, um, it's been a desire of mine for, for a while uh, to do a deeper study on um, Srila Narutam Das Thakur's Prema Bhakti Chandrika. Uh, some of you may have heard of this songbook. And so uh, I thought that this, this um, type of a vague series would be a good opportunity to kind of like combine with that study um, and get started and kind of take our time with it too, uh, with different sessions. Um, so we're going to spend today's session on the first song of, of Prema Bhakti Chandrika, uh, after giving, I'll give a little intro to the book itself, uh, and then hopefully um, in future sessions uh, we can explore the other songs. Um, so, as most of you will be aware, I'm sure, uh, Srila Narutam Das Thakur, the author, uh, is a great saint and uh, acharya or, or teacher in uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Um, and al although, in the interest of time, we won't explore his life uh, thoroughly today. Uh, but if you aren't familiar with him, then I, I highly recommend uh, reading about him yourself. Uh, very interesting biographies uh, available online. Um, but in a nutshell, he was in the generation of Gaudiya devotees uh, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, in the 1500s. And he was a disciple of um, Lokanath, Gos Lokanath Das Goswami. So um, he, he was an associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lokanath. Uh, Das Goswami. Um, I've even heard, I'm not sure where it comes from, but I've, I've heard it said that um, Mahaprabhu told uh, Lokanath Goswami that he would have a disciple who will manifest a unique style of kirtan that will captivate all human beings. Um, so it's quite interesting. Obviously, we have his songs and like that, but even if, if you study Murdanga, if anyone has studied Murdanga, there, there are um, schools of Murdanga that particularly follow in uh, Narutam Das's line 
so um, great contributions to kirtan in, in from many angles of vision, <laughs> many meanings of the word kirtan. Um, and so he studied Srila Narottam Das Thakur. He studied under Jiva Goswami, actually, um, alongside uh, Shamananda Prabhu and Srinivasacharya. And along with these, these great devotees, um, they, he was very instrumental in spreading the teachings of Goswamis, of, of the Goswamis, um, especially in Bengal. Um, and so although Srila Narutam Das Thakur, he made many contributions to our Sampradaya, uh, he's particularly renowned uh, for the songs that he wrote, because his songs contain the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he, he took the essence of these teachings um, and he put them into poetry uh, along with his own heartfelt expressions about those same teachings uh, and his own spiritual aspirations also. Uh, so there's a lot, lot contained in, in his songs. Um, and as we know, I'm sure if anyone who studied any of the Goswami's writings, uh, which of course delineates uh, Mahaprabhu's teachings, uh, they're, they're vast, and sometimes in places they may be difficult to understand. Um, but Srila Narutam Das Thakur, he's, he's taken these teachings and he's made them more accessible, uh, even to the general public. He said he made them especially, he wrote these songs especially for uh, the masses of Bengal. Um, so there's a lot in there. I, I couldn't find a source for this quote other than um, the Lilamrita, but uh, um, Srila Prabhupada, or Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, uh, he, he said, said uh, um, to have said, uh, at least according to the Lilamrita, uh, that the prayers of Narutam Das Thakur, the sound of them is above the material platform. Uh, it's directly from the spiritual platform. And there's, there's no need of understanding the language. It, it's just like a thunder burst. Everyone can hear the sound of thunder. There's no misunderstanding. And similarly, these songs are above the material platform and they crack like thunder within your heart. And so I'm sure anyone who spent time with Sri Lanaratam's songs uh, can likely attest to the effect that they have on the heart. They're, they're very powerful, these songs. And probably, probably his most famous works, uh, Prarthana, uh, and the book that we're going to study today, which is um, Sri Prema Bhakti Chandrika. And so Prema Bhakti Chandrika literally means uh, the rays of the moonlight of loving devotional service, uh, or Prema Bhakti. So we often hear uh, in the scripture and other places, you know, the comparison of material existence to be like a fire, you know, consumes us to the point of getting burnt over and over. Uh, and I'm sure in, in different ways we've experienced that. And so the teachings given in uh, Prema Bhakti Chandraka, they cool us down and they, they give us some shelter from the harsh effects of the world and give an opportunity to become more absorbed in Krishna Bhakti. Uh, they've also, the title's also been described another way by um, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. He says, the name of this book is Sri Prema Bhakti Chandraka, as it's like moon rays on the path of loving devotional service. Just as a confused traveler who has lost his way in a dense forest filled with ferocious animals, is clearly directed to his destination by a quickly rising moon. Similarly, the various pure processes of sadhana mentioned in this book are like the nectarian rays of the moon-like devotional service that can clearly direct a conditioned soul 
who has forgotten his real identity and fallen into this material world full of mundane desires to achieve the lotus feet of Radha Madhav. So, in more recent times, there's a nice explanation from uh, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, but in more recent times, we've also seen this highlighted, the importance of um, Srila Narutam Das Thakur's songs. It said um, that Srila Gorki Das Babaji, uh, he would advise uh, aspirants of bhakti that they should go to the marketplace with five anas, that was a currency at the time, ana, uh, go to the marketplace and purchase two books, uh, Prartana and Sri Prema Bhakti Chandraka, uh, both by Srila Narutam Das Thakur. And he said that if you read them daily, you'll develop love of Krishna. Um, and I've also heard uh, that Srila Gorkishore Das Babaji's uh, disciple, the famous Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, uh, he would also instruct many of his disciples uh, to daily read uh, Sri Prema Bhakti Chandraka. So, um, so there's a lot to be gained from this book. There's a lot of importance with this book, it seems, in our Sampradaya, um, this collection of songs. Uh, and there is some commentaries, uh, the most famous commentaries on the book, uh, by Srila Radha, Radha Mohandas, who was a grandson of Srila, Srila Srinivas Acharya, and also uh, Srila uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Um, I personally have never been able to find an English version of Radha Mohan uh, Prabhu's commentary. So if anyone does happen, who's hearing this, happens to come across a version, uh, please do send it on. Um, but we do have access to... Uh, uh, a translation of Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's uh, commentary. So we'll refer to that at times in this series, both today and in future sessions too. And so, like most of you, I've sang many of uh, Srila Narutam Das Thakur's songs along with devotees, uh, you know, in, in different places. But until a few years ago, I'd never really read any of his songbooks uh, sequentially from cover to cover and to see the flow and this kind of thing. Um, and at, at this particular time, a few years ago, I started to notice uh, references to Prema Bhakti Chandraka coming up quite a lot in classes, um, especially classes I was hearing uh, from my Guru Maharaj. Um, and then one day around that same time, I also asked uh, my Guru Maharaj a question uh, regarding lower qualities. Um, and in his response, uh, our Guru Maharaj referenced Prema Bhakti Chandraka. And so to me, that was like a, a hint and, and the final hint that I needed that, okay, maybe I should sit down and read the book and, and take a look. And so when I did, I ended up really liking it uh, a lot, actually, uh, more than I was expecting. Um, and for, so for a long time after that, I actually started to incorporate it into my morning, morning sadhana. So I would read a song each, uh, each day, each morning. As, uh, and then when I'd gone through the nine songs, so nine days later, I guess, then I'd, I'd start again just to kind of get a feel for the flow and uh, imbibe what I could. Uh, unfortunately, uh, more recently, I've lost that practice uh, for many reasons, mostly time constraints, but I do miss it. And so I'm hope hoping these studies also uh, going a bit deeper into them will inspire uh, myself to pick it up again, getting back into that habit. Um, but while I was doing it and becoming more familiar with the text, I could see more and more how uh, Srila Narutam Das Thakur Apart from expressing his own devotional aspirations, 
he really had expertly condensed the Goswami's teachings on the path of bhakti into his songs uh, and rag bhakti in particular. So interestingly, uh, you know, it, it's more than a do this or do that to practice bhakti. That That's there too. He certainly gives suggestions, do this, do that, and, and so on. Very useful instructions. But you also find in, in, the, in these songs, many of the moods and attitudes that are required to change our angle of vision, uh, they're expressed in these songs in, in a way that help us develop more of a desire to really imbibe and deepen these moods in ourselves. Um, so, to, to to some degree, personally speaking, I can see why Srila Prabhupada would say uh, that these songs are above the material platform and they crack like thunder within your heart. Because I, I personally have found in those dips in bhakti that many of us may find in, in while we're in Anishta Bhajana Kriya or unsteady practice, when the practice is up and down, up and down, uh, I, I, I found to read meditatively um, this Prema Bhakti Chandraka is a really nice way to, to recalibrate and, and receive inspiration uh, to keep moving on and uh, not let the dips take you down too far and, and so on. So hopefully this series um, will inspire your own reading of the songs and, and also give myself a kickstart to start reading them again uh, too. So today we're just going to focus on the first song um, because even with the time today, uh, there won't be enough to do justice to the amount of things that can be derived just from one song. Um, so we'll we'll do our best, but we'll probably be squeezing quite a bit in. And then and then we'll dedicate future sessions uh, to the next song sequentially. And that'll keep us going for a while, I think. Um, uh, and so mo most of you will be familiar with the first part of song one, uh, often titled uh, Guru Vandana. Uh, many temples, uh, especially, for example, ISKCON temples, uh, they include the first four verses um, of this song as part of the morning program. Uh, so sometimes they, you know, they're called the Guru Puja prayers or uh, Sri Guru Charanapadma, uh, of course, from the lyrics. Um, but actually, the whole of the, uh, the first song written by uh, Srila Naratam, uh, they contain 10 verses. So there's actually 10 verses to this first song. And these 10 verses, they've been split into subsections themselves. And so this is the structure uh, that we're going to follow today. So those three sections, first is uh, Sri Guru Mahima, uh, or the glories of the spiritual master. So Mahima uh, means greatness or glory. So this first song, uh, extols the, the glories of the spiritual master, the greatness of the spiritual master, the guru. And then the second section is Sri Vaishnav uh, Mahima, or the glories of the Vaishnav. Uh, and particularly within that section, uh, the glories of Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatana Goswami are highlighted. And then last, the last section is um, Shuddha Bhakti Tattva, or truth about pure devotional service. Um, so, before starting any great work, uh, we see all the time, Vaishnavas offer their respects to their teachers. And so naturally, Srila Narutam Das Thakur has also done so in his first song. He's offering his respects to his teacher, to his guru. Uh, but more than paying homage, um, Srila Narutam Das Thakur, he's also uh, showing the gateway to entering everything else that he's going to talk about 
uh, namely prema bhakti and the means to attain it um we'll we'll see at the end of this song uh guru sadhu and shastra are highlighted and of course these are these are often said to be the guiding lights on, on the path to pure love or um prema bhakti so in this song, it makes sense. Uh, Srila Narutam Das Thakur has really brought that out, especially in regard to the Guru. Um, so rather, because of time, rather than sing all the way through the song, I, I'll just chant, chant the section uh, that we're going to study and, so that, and then read the translation. And then we can discuss a little on that section before moving on. Um, and so we'll start with uh, Sri Guru Mahima, or the, the glories of the spiritual master, Guru Vandan. <laughs> So, Shri Guru Charana Padma Kevala Bhakati Sadma Bandamui Savadana Mate Jahara Prasade Bhaye Bhavatoriya Jai Krishna Prapti Hoi Jaha Hoi Te Guru Mukha Padma Vakya Chitete Kori Boaikya Arna Kori Homane Asha Shri Guru Charane Rati Eise Uttamagati Je Prasade Pure Sarva Asha Chakshu Dandilo Je Janme Janme Prabhuse Divyanyan Hrite Prokashito Prema Bhakti Jaha Hoite Avidya Vinasha Jate Vede Gai Jaha Charito Shri Guru Karuna Sindhu Adamaja Narabandhu Lokanat Lokera Jivana Haha Prabhu Koru Doya Deho More Padachaya Ebe Jasha Kushuk Tribhuvana so the lotus feet of the spiritual master are the abode of pure devotional service. I bow down to those lotus feet with great care and attention. My dear brother, or my dear mind, it is through the grace of the spiritual master that we cross over this material existence and obtain Krishna. Make the teachings from the lotus feet of the spiritual master one with your heart and do not desire anything else. Attachment to the lotus feet of the spiritual master is the best means of spiritual advancement. By his mercy, all desires for spiritual perfection are fulfilled. He who has given me the gift of transcendental vision is my Lord birth after birth. By his mercy, divine knowledge is revealed within the heart, bestowing prema bhakti and destroying ignorance. The Vedic scriptures sing of his character. O spiritual master, ocean of mercy, and friend of the fallen souls, you are the teacher of everyone and the life of all people. O master, be merciful unto me and give me the shade of your lotus feet. May your glories now be proclaimed throughout the three worlds. So very beautiful. And of course, as I say, a whole number of series of classes would be needed to really explore uh, the deep ocean of Guru Tattva. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to attempt to squeeze too much in, uh, in the interest of, uh, so that we can look at other sections also. Um, but let's discuss a few few things. And as we said earlier, Srila Narutam Das Thakur, he's really showing us uh, th this important principle and gateway on our path to Krishna Prema, uh, the Guru. Um, we know in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 
for example, the first three angas or, or limbs of bhakti are related to the guru, the surrender and service of the guru, uh, starting with, with Adao Guru Padashrai or um, accepting the shelter of the lotus feet um, of a spiritual master. Um, so in his commentary, Srila Vishwanath Chakravadi Thakur, he says, in order to enter the temple of devotional service, one must first take shelter of the lotus feet of the spiritual master. And in that same commentary, uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti, Chakravarti Thakur, he points out uh, that Sri uh, means that the spiritual master has all spiritual opulence. So often we hear, right, we don't just hear Guru even, often we hear Sri Guru, Sri Guru. Um, so he says that the spiritual master is endowed with the potency to deliver his disciples from the grip of nescience or ignorance and, and, and take them to the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. So in other words, he says that the spiritual master is the treasury of loving devotional service. And as we know, <clears throat> you know, there are many types of guru and even conceptions about guru, but we, we want the conception that is most conducive for selfless love, for praying, someone who has love for Krishna. And so we want to approach such a person uh, sincerely and, and humbly, uh, inquire from them, serve from them, like we see Krishna points out in the Gita uh, in the fourth chapter. So this, this cultivation of selfless service, it helps our hearts become more, more and more of a fertile ground so that spiritual knowledge can really grow. And, th and this is how our Guru Maharaj sometimes points out uh, that this is how spiritual wisdom it really chooses to reveal itself to us because it, spirit, this spiritual wisdom is, is living, living wisdom in, in and of itself and chooses personally uh, to reveal uh, as he chooses, not that we can just capture it by our intellectual ability. Um, and so the more we can make our hearts fertile ground, uh, the better. And so we want to find that person where we feel our, our personal highest prospect will be realized. Um, you know, Krishna is singular, we hear the singular Godhead, uh, but has many representatives. And so Krishna sends someone who our hearts resonate with and will be able to best uh, facilitate our progression in bhakti, if that's what we desire. Um, so naturally, representing God, um, being sent by God uh, in, in, in many ways, such a person is shown great honor and, and we see Srila Narutam doing this in his prayers, he bowing down and the kind of prayers that he offers to his guru there. And so where we see this principle of guru appearing in the world, we also want to be able to show the greatest the respect. Of course, we should show, show respect to everybody, uh, but really uh, the greatest the respect it's how we should show where we see this uh, principle of guru uh, appearing. And there's great power in approaching such a person uh, because it can even give us the qualification or adhikar to enter the path of bhakti. And of course, the, the, the adhikar, the qualification to enter the path of bhakti is shraddha, is faith. Um, it's said in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Um, so the faith of great devotees uh, overflows and, and touches us uh, in such a way that we also, what, you know, what is this bhakti all about? I should look deeper into this bhakti. I'm sure we've all had this experience in different ways. Whereas generally, you know, it's thought that one would pass through Dharma, for example, or religion uh, to be able to study Vedanta, what, what to speak of beyond and, and work their way up the yoga ladder, if you will. But just by association of such great souls, 
uh, we get direct entrance to the gateway of bhakti. And so another interesting note from this song is that Srila Narutam Das Thakur, he knows what he wants from his guru, actually, pure devotional service. And we see this emphasized many times throughout this songbook. Um, I, gave, I gave a series last year, I think it was, uh, called Refining Your Desire. And, and we explored this point that we, we should more and more refine our spiritual desires as we progress and we get more knowledge to know in what direction to refine them to and so on. And, and of course, take some time along the way to do some internal reflection and ask ourselves, you know, what do I really want from life? What is it that I want? Am, am I going in the direction that I want to get what I want and so on? And we won't go too much into that now, uh, but you can, you can watch the series if you like. I, I think it's on the YouTube channel. You can search Refining Your Desire. Um, but the point being that like attracts like. And so we want to more and more refine our ideal to a place where Krishna Prema or selfless divine love uh, that attracts even Krishna himself. That's our exclusive aspiration. Of course, that's no small thing, not something we can just click our fingers overnight. But we want it that Krishna Prema really is our exclusive aspiration. And if we cultivate our sincerity and ideal, especially through the practices of bhakti, like, like chanting the Maha Mantra, for example, then we have nothing to fear, actually, while, even while traversing the land of gurus. And we can be confident we'll be given what we need so we can make progress in the form of Sri Guru. Uh, and it may not always be easy to recognize Sri Guru, uh, even though you know, many qualities to look out for have been given by the Shastra and, and the Goswamis. Uh, for example, a, a famous verse that's often quoted by the Goswamis um, is in the Bhagavatam in the 11th canto. With Krishna, he points out that scriptural expertise and being equipoised or above the human passions are two qualifications. So uh, the first, the first uh, thing to look out for, you could say, shabde pare chanishnatam. That is that they, they've heard from revelation or shastra, and they're skillful at explaining the meaning of the Vedas. Uh, and also they will also have a realization of these things too. And then also... Upashama Ashrayam. That is, they're, they're equipoised in regard to material affairs. Or in other words, they, they've, our Guru Maharaj sometimes expresses it, that they've, they've risen above human passions and, so, and they're de detached. They're not under the control of anger and greed and so on. And, and arguably, the, these are more easy ways to observe in some ways um, to, uh, than, you know, relative to, for example, trying to know if a guru really has love of Krishna in their heart. I mean, how, how can we really, really know unless we've realized that ourselves too, right? But we can observe, observe these things. But even these qualifications, um, which we certainly should look out for, even these, they're arguably open to interpretation, right? Especially if we don't have much scriptural knowledge ourselves uh, and, and we don't also, we don't see the guru in situations where their ability to remain equipoised is tested. I know personally speaking, I remember my first few years of bhakti, you know, it felt like everyone had so much scriptural knowledge because they could speak things. But obviously as you gain more scriptural knowledge yourself, you realize, ah, some may have more of an understanding than others and so on. But so although that could be left also, you know, to interpretation in some ways, uh, but not to be neglected, of course, but our Guru Maharaj sometimes explains that our, our inner 
inner necessity is unambiguous. You know, in other words, we know our own hearts and our own desires, especially the more we pay attention to them. So our Guru Maharaj has pointed out that the combination of our inner necessity, sincerity, and previous bhakti samskars or, or impressions from prior encounters with bhakti, these combined will determine our ability to connect with the principle and person of Sri Guru. And so even if, you know, maybe, maybe all those things aren't in place in the deepest way, uh, so I'm sure many of us have had this experience, um, and I know personally I've had this experience, that our choice may turn out to be less than ideal. Uh, but if, if we're sincere in our pursuit of Krishna Prema, then we'll be better prepared to choose again in the future and be guided further in bhakti. And so the point being that faith and devotion given in that direction, in the pursuit of prema bhakti, that, that's not lost. Um, Agur Maharaj sometimes says that, you, you know, mistakes are only as bad as we don't learn from them. So it's really beneficial with, with intelligence, of course, uh, to, to give ourselves according to the sadhu sangha that Krishna has given us at the moment, where, where we're, we're receiving the most inspiration and nourishment that helps us move forward in our bhakti. And so where we find that, where we, we can observe that and experience that, um, you know, we want to give our hearts and Krishna accepts our feeling. Uh, and so the guru is also pointed out to be a manifestation of Krishna within our hearts, uh, or the Chaitya Guru. Uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita also explains this, uh, being a representation of the Guru within the heart or the super soul and so on. Um, so point being, we should have an idea of what we want. What, what, what does our heart really desire? And this will be refined the more we hear the teachings from, from our Guru and other sadhus and, and making those words one with our heart, you know, as our hearts become purified that, yeah, actually, I, I don't want something temporary. I want, I want something that is so beautiful as, 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 being, as is being described like Krishna Prem. So the words of the Guru, they're very potent and lead us to Krishna uh, in a deeper and deeper way. The more they become our life, the more that they become our soul and so on. Um, so Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he points out in his commentary that the word vakya, when, when um, Narottam uses the word vakya or words, um, that really these words, they refer to instructions on prema rasa tattva or, or the science, the truths of prema rasa or loving relationship to Krishna uh, in the purest, purest form. So, so shravanam is often emphasized, as we know, you know, hearing from the spiritual master, hearing about uttamagati or, or the highest destination, the best of all obtainable things, uh, which, of course, we understand to be prema or service in, in selfless, pure love. And in, in this pursuit of prema, the guru guides the disciple according to the essence of the scriptures so that they can remove the doubts of the disciple according to the scripture so that the student can make further progress and deepen their own faith. Uh, and of course, as we know, Shraddha, like we say, faith, that's what moves us forward in the practices of bhakti. So the guru uh, inspires the, the student, uh, but in such a way also, and, and this is quite an important uh, thing that, that the student themselves 
are able to make sense of the scriptural teachings and apply them in their lives themselves. You know, it's not always the case that the guru is there 24 seven, you know, maybe we have the good fortune to live in an ashram with a guru and these kind of things, but ma ma many don't, but that obviously doesn't bar us from making progress in bhakti and like this, but a good guru, a good teacher will be able to inspire a student to uh, make sense also of the scriptural teachings and, and how to apply them in the lives themselves. So at some point, you know, they, they, they can um, fly, not that they ever lose um, guidance, you know, they'll always be, we're students forever and these kind of things. Um, but, but I guess receiving guidance on a deeper, deeper way uh, as one makes progress and these kind of things so that the guru makes an effort to nourish our faith in, in the scripture, in the scriptural conclusions and ideal and shows us how to apply it in, in our, our times, our circumstances, so on, based on scriptural reasoning and their own realization. So the guru gives transcendental vision, uh, especially helping us more and more to see through the eyes of Shastra, uh, but ultimately through the eyes of love as divine knowledge is revealed in the heart. So as we more and more uh, both see through the eyes of Shastra and live, live through the, the eyes of Shastra, then more divine knowledge is revealed in the heart um, and, and ultimately love, pure love is revealed in the heart and the, these things. And so the guru helps us change our angle of vision. You know, sometimes said, you know, not that we're, we're not takers, for example, sometimes described like that, uh, but the ultimate, the best, the best form of ourselves, if you will, will is being givers, uh, not takers. So the guru helps change our angle of vision in that regard. It gives us the perspective of the temporary nature of material manifestations, um, but takes it further and shows us that all these things that we experience have a purpose in relation to Bhagavan, in relation to God. So relational knowledge. And so the type of guru we often hear referred to uh, is Satguru. You might have heard this term Satguru uh, or eternal guru. And that's the person teaching about that which is eternal. Uh, so we know the Atma, for example, the soul, the conscious entity is eternal. But more in that, more than that, rather, um, in Bhakti, we want someone teaching about the, the life of the soul, the life of the Atma, or in other, other words, Bhakti, you know, not only teaching what the soul is, what spirit is, but beyond that, what the soul does in its highest prospect. So Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he points out, the words Divya Jnan refer to the knowledge through which one can learn how to worship Krishna. It is understood that such knowledge can be revealed in one's heart only by the mercy of Sri Guru. The word Divya also means transcendental knowledge in the form of initiation into the teachings of Sri Krishna. It is stated in Hari Bhakti Vilas, when one is initiated into the knowledge of Krishna and his relationship with Krishna is revived, it is to be understood that he is educated in transcendental knowledge. So, even in the higher realms, when a relationship with Krishna is established, the guru is still there in eternity and is involved in our, our service uh, with their own particular mood of relationship with Krishna. So birth after birth, uh, Narutam says, right? Whether in, in this world or in the spiritual world, in the practicing stage or the perfected stage, the guru is always worshipable. So Srila Narutam Das Thakur, he really highlights this in these verses. And as I say, 
so many seminars uh, can be given to expand on so many crucial points on Guru Tattva. I'm really scratching the surface here. Uh, but so we, so we can move on, uh, we'll end this section on the glories of the Guru uh, with a nice quote that I, I very much like. Um, it's been attributed, attributed to um, uh, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarswati Thakur, um, but I've, I've not actually been able to find exactly where, where it comes from. Maybe someone here knows. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a really beautiful and apt quote uh, that I think kind of sums, sums a lot of these things up um, and a good meditation on, on, on the glory of the Guru. Um, so it says there, one who can protect me from death, that is, that is the material life, is Guru. One who can protect me from the fear of death is Guru. One by going to whom I do not have to go to anyone else, by listening to whom I do not have to listen to anyone else is Guru. The reservoir of grace whom the Supreme Lord, the personification of the Supreme Good, has made responsible for looking after my welfare is my Guru. One by whose grace I can get rid of my controlling ego is Guru. One who brings the revealed truth to us, who by showering us with such truth can make us humbler than a blade of grass and more tolerant than a tree is Guru. One who makes us respectful to others without having any desire for respect from others, who can manifest transcendental kirtan in our mouths by transferring his own potency of the Lord is Guru. Only by the lotus, only the lotus feet of Sri Guru can free us from the shackles of illusion. One who gives me transcendental knowledge that all the people of the world are respectable and worshipable by me, that the whole world is meant for service to Guru and everyone is my Guru, that I am a servitor of Krishna and the service to Krishna is my only duty, is Sri Guru. So very, very beautiful quotes. Um, and then that leads us into the next section, <clears throat> our other gurus, if you will, um, Sri Vaishnav Mahima, or, or the glories of the Vaishnav. So I'll just chant those um, verses. Vaishnava charana renu bhushana koriyatanu yaha hoite anubhava hoi marjana hoi bhajana sadhu sange anukshana anyana avitya parajai jaya sanatana rupa prema bhakti rasakupa yugala ujvala mayatanu yahara prasade loka pasarilo sabashoka prakata kalapataru janu Prema Bhakti Riti Yoto Nija Grante Suvekata Likiachendui Mahashai Yahara Shravana Hoite Premanande Base Chite Yugala Madhura Rasa Shrai Yugala Kishora Prema Lakshabana Yeno Hema Heno Dhana Prakashilo Yara Jaya Rupa Sanatana Deho More Premadhana Seiratana More Gole Mahara so translation, one should decorate the body with the dust from the lotus feet of the Vaishnavas, because by this, one can achieve transcendental realizations. 
By constantly associating with the devotees, one's cultivation of devotional service is purified and one can conquer nescience. All glories to Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami, who are the reservoirs of loving devotional service, being the personifications of the highest transcendental mellows directed towards Sri Sri Radha Krishna. By their mercy, a desire tree has been generated in this world that can relieve the distress and lamentation of all people. The various characteristics of loving devotional service, prema bhakti, have been elaborately described by these two great personalities in their books. One who hears these descriptions feels transcendental happiness in his heart and, or her heart and takes shelter of the sweet divine couple. The loving affairs of the young divine couple are like refined gold. O Sri Rupa, Sri Sanatan, you have unfolded this treasure to me, and I will wear these jewels of love as a garland around my neck. So, as with Sri Guru, there's not enough time in the universe uh, to speak and glorify elaborately the glories of the Vaishnavas. Uh, you can just ask Ananta Shesh, uh, he'll tell you. But as we know, one of the most important instructions uh, on the bhakti path is taking shelter of sadhu sangha, uh, being with devotees and discussing and hearing topics about Krishna and his devotees. And the point of the, the association purifying us and helping us conquer nescience uh, relates to this, the point of refining our desire. That the, the more we hear about pure bhakti, what it is, and what it isn't, which is what the Vaishnavas speak about generally, uh, the more we can refine our aspiration in our hearts in the direction of Krishna Prem. So interestingly, Srila Narutam, he's used both the word ajnana or ignorance, but also avidya or, or nescience is sometimes translated. Um, also, you know, also has, has the meaning of ignorance and, and, and so on. But um, Associating with Vaishnavas, worship, worshiping them, serving them, and hearing from them, this can defeat both of these, uh, avidya and ajnana. So we might understand the concept of ignorance as not having knowledge and then receiving it. Uh, so, so, I mean, that, that, that's, that's quite clear, right? But in his commentary, Srila uh, Vishwanath Chagavari Thakur um, says avidya in this case refers to the desires of four purposes of life dharma artha karma and moksha or religion um, economic development or acquirement of wealth uh, sensual enjoyment and um, li ultimately liberation these four four purposes of human life and so it's interesting that this distinction is made and and so narutam uh, as Srila narutam has made um uh, use both these terms, because even from the Shastra, the Veda, the, the, the Shastra, of course, called the Veda, which, of course, is nothing but knowledge. Uh, in, in, in the Veda, we can learn about the four purposes of human life and how to attain them in accordance with the Shastra. But in pure bhakti, of course, even these are neglected in pursuance of the fifth goal of life that we've been speaking about, Prem. So not only Will Sadhu Sangha remove our ignorance by, by giving us knowledge, uh, but also helps us refine our desire 
in pursuit of something higher. You know, by constantly hearing Qatar, for example, we, we can see these traces in our own hearts that um, uh, kind of stop us uh, really being the, the full, um, full, embrace our full potential, uh, to put it in that way, uh, and, and help us see these things to, so that we can work also to remove them from contaminating our, our own practice. And, and so much can be said on Vaishnavas in general. But Srila Naratam specifically highlights two Vaishnavas in particular, Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami. As, as we know, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift to the world is the love of Krishna that the inhabitants of Vrindavan embody, right? The Vrajvasi's selfless love and complete ab absorption in Krishna is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is all about. And Mahaprabhu, particularly instructed Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sanatan Goswami to write volumes of devotional scriptures about the nature of this love of Krishna. And they, of course, could do so uh, to, to the highest degree because they themselves are steeped in the same love. Actually, they're Vrajbasis themselves. They're residents of Vrindavan themselves. And as Srila Narutam Das uh, Thakur points out, their Ujvala Rasa Tanu, or the personification of Ujvala Ras, or the romantic mood, like this, you know, their Rupa Mandri, and so on. So these Goswamis took the task up uh, with great enthusiasm, and they gifted the world with, with so much detail about what Prema Bhakti is, and the means to attain Prema Bhakti, what it's all about, and so on. So Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, in his commentary, commentary he says, that is why even today, many living entities are forgetting their lamentation and misery by drinking from the well of mellows in the form of devotional scriptures composed by Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan Goswamis and are being satisfied by relishing these devotional mellows. Srila Narutam Das Thakur has addressed Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan Goswamis as the personifications of the desire trees of devotional service. Therefore, it is most auspicious to take shelter of their lotus feet. I like the point uh, I've often heard our Guru Maharaj make, uh, that in our bhakti school, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's the founder of the Sampradaya. He's the founder of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the Gaudiya Vaishnav Sampradaya, for example. And, and all the gurus who come after him uh, represent him, of course. You know, sometimes uh, we hear like the microcosmic guru, the mac macrocosmic guru. So the microcosmic guru or the individual gurus, sometimes they're referred to as Vyasti gurus. Uh, they all represent the eternal guru or Krishna, who is otherwise uh, known as the Samashti guru, the collective guru. And so in our Sampradaya, which, which aspect of Krishna? Well, it, it is Krishna himself, of course, but this uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, he's this Samashti guru or macrocosmic guru of our particular sampradaya or school. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he empowered the six Goswamis of Rindavan to be the architects of our sampradaya. Sometimes you may he hear them referred to as the Shastra gurus because they've written the Bhakti Shastras for us. When we speak about Bhakti Shastra, uh, you know, really we're speaking about the Goswamis' writings for the most part because they're, they're said to have taken all the texts that are universally accepted as revelation by all schools of Vedanta. So all the Veda, uh, you know, and all the school, 
all the schools except the Veda, the main the main texts of the Veda, both monistic and theistic. Um, so they've taken take, they've taken all these these uh, revelations and especially have drawn from the Srimad Bhagavatam, which of course said to be the crest jewel of the Vedas. And they've written texts, uh, and also quoting from these other texts, but written texts themselves that have become our scriptural canon. So they've given these foundations for the Sampradaya. And so all gurus in this school, they're carrying on this important work of the Goswamis by explaining it according to time, place, circumstance, so on, bringing out new implications, bringing light to its implications, but also bringing out uh, new realizations about it. We discussed uh, previously uh, when discussing the fourth chapter of the Gita, you know, it was, of course, a big task in itself. So the Goswamis, they've given this Achincha Abed Tattva, you know, inconceivably, simultaneously one and different. They formed a whole school from that, the school of Vedanta, Gaudiya Vedanta. And the gurus following in, in this line, they work to explain it and distribute it. And so Srila Narutam, he also follows in these footsteps. Uh, and we'll see so many of the teachings of the Goswamis brought out in the songs that follow. And in this song, He's making it really explicit that the teachings come from, from their books, uh, as well as glorifying their qualification for being able to transmit this knowledge in the first place. And so, interestingly, sometimes Prema Bhakti Chandraka is sometimes known as the Sri Rupanuga Gita because it contains the essence of all the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu which of course are especially brought out uh, systematically by Srila Rupa Goswami in texts like Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he says, the process of attaining loving devotional service and the process practiced by the pure devotees who've already attained loving devotional service are correctly and elaborately described by Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatana Goswamis in their books, such as Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Ujwala Nilamani, Lalita Madhava, Vidagda Madhava, Danakeli Komadi, Komaudi, Stavamala, and Sri Brihad Bhagavatamrita. By hearing and reciting these scriptures, the hearts of the devotees are merged in the ocean of loving ecstasy under the shelter of the sweet mellows of Sri Radha Madhav. And also, of course, on top of that, we have um, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita by Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, who also took the essence from these writings of the Goswamis and presented it to the world. So may we also take advantage of these texts and those explaining these texts and, and develop the same selfless love that's described in there for Sri Sri Radha Krishna, uh, which as Srila Narutam points out, is the most precious thing in existence. Uh, he uses the example of gold, refined gold or, or gold purified in 10,000 flames. He likes this uh, analogy I, I found here. It comes up again later in, in this songbook uh, about gold gold purified in 10,000 flames. So I guess that that was the most, the purest thing he could think of, the greatest thing, uh, you know, in, in our material, material existence to kind of like compare it to. So again, so many classes can be given on the contributions of the Goswamis. Uh, and of course, uh, many have been given. And you, on the Shabda Brahman website, there are many, many classes to go deeper into these topics. Uh, but in the interest of time, let's just quickly look at the, the final verses of, of the first song, because uh, I can see we're, we're getting quite on in time. 
And, and the, the next section is known as um, Shuddha Bhakti Tattva, or the truth about pure devotional service. So the, the, just um, two verses for this one. Bhagavata Shastra Marma, Navavita Bhakti Dharma, Sadai Koribo Susevana, Anya Deva Shrayanai, Tomare Kohilo Bhai, E Bhakti Parama Bhajana, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya, Pridoye Koriya Aikya, Satata Basibo Prema Maje, Karminyani Bhakti Hina, Ihake Koribo Bhina, Narutama E Tattva Gaje. So the translation. The nine processes of devotional service are the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam. O brother and sister, the best method of attaining loving devotional service is to always engage in performing these nine limbs of devotional service without taking shelter of the demigods. My desire is to have my heart purified by the statements of the Vaishnavas, scriptures, and spiritual master. And seeing the unity of these three, I will always float in the ocean of love of God. I will be aloof from the bad association of the fruitive workers, karmis, mental speculators, jnanis, and the people devoid of devotional service. I, Narutam Das, sing this truth. Now again, you know, many, many classes can and have been given on the nine processes of devotional service or Navalakshana Bhakti, as described by Sri Prahlad Maharaj, uh, Shravanam, Kirtanam, and so on. I'm sure you're all, all familiar with those. Uh, we heard on Sunday, our Guru Maharaj speak on Vandanam, prayer. So we want to be more and more absorbed in these direct practices of Bhakti, uh, taking exclusive shelter in Krishna, and, and not disrespecting the demigods, but understanding their position in relation to Krishna, and, and fully taking shelter of him in that process. And this also ties in uh, to our discussion on Guru earlier. This rising above the human passions being a qualification to look out for in the Guru. We, we see a similar emphasis at the start of uh, Upadeshamrita or Nectar of Instruction. Sometimes, um, you know, this book, that's how Prabhupada translated it, Nectar of Instruction, book by Srila Rupa Goswami. And the first verse there, says, a sober person who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger, and the urges of the tongue, belly, and genitals is qualified to make disciples all over the world. And this text, uh, Upadeshamrita, it goes further into other things that should be in place, but it starts with these things, uh, the implication being that if these things are in place, there's confidence that the other things are too. And so, as, as we mentioned earlier, our Guru Maharaj often points out that to rise above these passions is actually miraculous, right? It's very rare you find anyone who's risen above these passions. And so, we can't measure or recognize the love that one has for Krishna. But um, Guru Maharaj spoke a little, little about these kind of things on Sunday, interestingly, but uh, the, the more love we have for something, the more attracted to it we are, the more attached to it we are. So in this world, the most tangible way that attraction to Krishna is expressed is through the 64 limbs of bhakti, uh, especially through hearing and speaking the Bhagavatam and chanting Nam Kirtan. So 
Although we can't directly measure love, we can observe how easy or difficult it is to, to move a person away from these practices, for example, move a person away from a discussion about Krishna, not things remotely connected to Krishna, but Krishna himself directly. So to have come to such a place where one has risen above the passions, one must have taken shelter of Nam and the Bhagavatam in, in a very deep way and become so attracted and attached to them and so Srila Narutam points out that this is the best method, that become attached to these practices. Um, and so again, Shravanam, hearing such an important limb of bhakti, it's especially emphasized because the statements of the Vaishnavas, the scriptures, and the guru are highlighted at the conclusion. Uh, guru Sadhu Shastra, I'm sure many of you heard this many times, you know, th this is our, our guiding light, the Guru Sadhu and Shastra. And, and in the translation we read, it said Srila Narutam's desire is to have his heart purified by these statements and see the unity of them. Uh, but sometimes also the translation says, making the words of the Guru, Sadhus and Shastras, Shastras one with my heart, I constantly float and swim in the ocean of pure love. So ultimately, we want these statements to become one, one with our hearts. Of course, not artificially, but the more we get a taste for it and our own practice and our own realizations, the more and more we'll be able to embrace them and, and make them one with our hearts. And, and as we discussed, the more the desires in our hearts are refined in the direction of Krishna Prema or selfless love, um, the better, and especially the more exclusive that becomes. So the more we hear about these things, the more we can reflect on how much have we really imbibed in our hearts. And our path is to make these teachings of the Goswamis, who ultimately only discuss pure bhakti. We want to make those teachings one with our hearts. And the Guru helps us in this direction by transmitting those teachings according to time, place, circumstance, and so on, and also helping us clear up our doubts and our misunderstandings so we can further embrace the teachings uh, in, our, in our hearts and embrace the practices of those teachings. And of course, the Guru also embodies the teachings, setting an example for us to follow and so on. And, and as the tinges of karma and yan and all, all other things are removed, uh, hopefully, uh, that will be the case, and I'm sure it will be, um, according to the process. And we'll also constantly float and swim in an ocean of pure love. So because we're I, I, looking at the time, uh, we should probably wrap up. Um, I'd, I'd like to thank you for taking the time for hearing this, uh, whether live or uh, on the recording. And then next time that I have the opportunity for a Tattva Vivek class, uh, we'll look at the next song, which is a personal favorite of mine. I, I very much like the next song, uh, although we may need to break it into two sessions due to its length, because uh, as you see, even with this song, um, it, it, we, we've gone the full, full hour. So I hope this has inspired you um, to sing these beautiful songs of Srila Narutam Das Thakur and, and go deeper into their meaning yourself. And, and I guess, yeah, if anyone has any questions or corrections or insights and so on, um, please, you know, feel free to share now. You can unmute yourself um, and Hare Krishna. And oh, I'm just seeing the chat now that um, Sharada is saying she has a question. So, yeah, please, Sharada. Horrible. Horrible. It was beautiful. Um, I just want to confirm that um, what you um, 
talk about the nine songs in the Sri Premabhakti Chandraka. Mm. Those nine songs, can you just confirm that they would represent the nine processes of devotional service? Um, um, and also, in yes, do they? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never heard that personally. I, I wouldn't say a straight out no. But what, what I found is through those songs, um, di different practices are brought out. But I, I, I don't think that... Um, like there's one song that you could say this is Shravanam, one Kirtanam, but but I'd be open to hearing if someone someone has um, kind of drawn that comp that parallel. But just personally, I've I've never seen that. Sorry. Okay, so, sorry, you had second you. Oh, and, okay. and also just to add, that's okay. Just a small one. <laughs> you know, in many of these songs, we um, uh, one who has composed it always says, "Oh, mind." And it's like telling the mind what to what to do. So is is that you know saying Aratim Das Thakur? Is it is it the heart telling the mind, or is it? You mm, know, that's a nice. Yeah, that's that's a know, nice insight. What's happening? Yeah, I I would say personally speaking, uh, to my understanding, and just how how he has written it and so on, I would say certainly because. Sometimes, you know, the translation is, is, oh, brother, you know, so we speak, oh, oh sister, you know, that he's speaking yeah. to all of us. And, that, and you know, in many ways, that's clear that we, we can all derive so much from it. But also these songs, uh, like Guru Maharaj was mentioning on Sunday, uh, you know, they, these are also the heartfelt expressions of these devotees. And so uh, I, I, I would say that, you know, yeah, when, when it's speaking about the mind, that it is um, Srila Narutam Das Thakur uh, speaking to himself. Because you find you find later in the later songs, he really brings out more of what his own personal aspiration is in Manjari Bhav, for example, uh, and, and and these kind of things. So so throughout the song, he's speaking to himself like, "I will only do this. I will only do that. Um, you know, and this will this will help me gain that uh, great love of Radha Krishna." Um, and so yeah, so I, I I guess it would be yeah the conscious entity, the Atma, speaking to to. Um, speaking to the minds as we know the mind can be tricky it can go in all kinds of different directions and take us down rabbit holes that we may not want to go down uh, and so we want the intelligence to guide the mind and that intelligence is uh best suited to guide the mind rather than be guided by the mind the more the more um transcendentalized it is if you will or in other words the more it's it's uh, refined through the intelligence of the shastra and so that's why sometimes nishta, for example, the stage of steadiness corresponds, um, you know, with, with um, shastric understanding and the ability to discriminate with the teachings and these kind of things. Um, and and uh, and yeah, so that 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 will help one. The uh, that will be guided by the atma. If the, if if our desire is going back to refining our desire in the heart. If, if our desire really is Krishna Prem, and the more we hear about it, the more we develop a desire for that Krishna Prem, then the more we're going to want to utilize our intelligence and our mind in the direction of that, right? So, so yeah, I, I would say uh, it's, it's the Atma speaking to, speaking to the mind like that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, it's also helped me. It's nice to hear that we can actually use the songs that we're attracted to. Personally, mm. I'm attracted to the Bengali songs. So therefore I go to the songs first and then that can guide me to then reading the Shastras. Mm. And that helps me a lot, you know, 
mm. uh, something that I'm most attracted to really it's a tool to help me to then go to the Shastras instead of just going straight to read scriptures and learning it you know mm. uh, as in a you know academically I I use the songs a lot to, to guide yeah. me into then learning a lot so anyway Hare Krishna thank you Hare so Krishna. Much. Th- thank you Sharada and yeah they, I mean so much can be said said on that point that um you know the songs are so powerful uh and like you say because they're like condensed forms of the teachings too you know like let's take something like Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu I mean we can read this Prima Bhakti Chandraka in in a, a lot shorter time than the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu it doesn't mean we should neglect reading the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu but but we can read it in much shorter time so it gives us a chance to kind of meditate on those teachings these things and then as we study those other longer texts if you will we we you know we're kind of like drawing out more from them which is nice but another another thing because uh, I like yourself I also very much like the these songs um and I remember speaking with um, Agni Dev Prabhu, and he was he was saying, mm. uh, you know, this point that these songs were written for the common people, you know, and and I'm a common person. This is what Agni Dev Prabhu was saying, you know, I'm a common person, so you know, they're written for people like me, and so I'm sure we can all uh, relate to that, right? That well, we're you know, I'm not I'm not some great Vedantic scholar or this kind of thing. Um, but I'm a common person, but I, I and I, I want Krishna Prem uh, to some degree. Um, and so uh, let me let me take shelter of these um, these songs to, to get some understanding of it. And it, it's, it's a bit easier to sometimes understand these things uh, through the songs. And also because they've given with the feeling of the devotees, too, that there's a lot to be taken yeah. from that. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah, thanks I for your comments. Thank you. Important for this age, most important, like the Kirtans. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hare Krishna. That's Thank, all. You. Thank you. No problem. Um, anyone else like anything they'd like to share or bring up? Haribo. Haribo. Um, so I, uh, you kind of uh said a similar thing but i remember guru maharaj this year on his piazza puja he, he made a very nice connection between uh like like you also did like uh between bhaktira samrita sindhu and and this song mm. uh that uh sri guru charana padma kevala bhakati sadma um that uh that like uttama bhakti begins at the feet of the guru Mm. Um, and uh, because yeah, like uh, Ado, Ado Guru Padashrai is like that's the first limb of Uttama Bhakti. Um, mm. And uh, he made many other nice connections there, but uh, <laughs> uh, this just came to mind when you were speaking. And um, I also I like when you said that. If we if we know what what we want from the guru, then we can move without fear, even in the land of gurus. Like as if mm. the land of gurus is something scary. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I realize, yeah, actually, it is. If if you if you're not clear about your <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> about your uh, like goal, <laughs> uh, it's a vast world out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and and that that also like relates back to, to the first limbs there in, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu because like um like to do like kind of fearless fearless service like Vishram mm. uh, like with with Vishramba with confidence mm. and of course for that you have to be, be clear about your desire too mm. 
yeah, yeah. Some thoughts. And that wonder, yeah, wonderful thoughts. Thank you. And I guess, guess like you say, did you say it was the Vyasa Puja class? We can all, yeah. all go back and uh, get some more of those uh, insights. So thanks for that. But yeah, that's 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 a really nice point. I like like the point you made there. I I, I didn't think so much of that connection uh, when I was speaking about it, but that the confidence aspect of it too. That you say it's serving with confidence, isn't it? And that that's really uh, yeah, that's really brought out. So yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, and uh, then also just wanted to mention that there are, there were a few just like brief comments of appreciation on YouTube also. Oh, thank you. Such as <laughs> wonderful class and so beautiful and hari hari and hari bol. Hari bol. thank thank you all for being here listening. That's what our process is about, right? Shravanam and kirtan. I mean, so I guess um, unless anyone else has anything they'd like to share or ask um and I, yeah i guess we'll wrap up give a second okay then well thank you everybody it's a pleasure and i guess i'm not sure when the next time will be it probably be a couple of months i think before i next uh give a class here but then we'll we'll continue the series so <laughs> it'd be very nice hopefully and yeah vanchakalpa tarubhyas cha kripa sindubhya eva cha patitanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha Hare Krishna. Sri Manmadan Mohan Prabhu ki jai. Sadhu Sangha ki jai. <laughs>